How exciting, Lisa's husband said. I'm so proud of you. Presenting at a national conference, you are in the big time. Lisa beamed back, proud of herself too. She had filled out a lengthy application proposing her talk, and being invited as keynote speaker felt like long overdue acknowledgement for decades of work in her field. She felt triumphant. That is until three days later, when she found herself choking back tears in a department store dressing room. She couldn't fit into any of the dresses she liked, and the ones she could zip up all seemed to gather or bunch awkwardly across her hips in midsection. I can't give this talk, she thought. I'm too fat to get up in front of those people. She hurried into her car and burst into tears. Have you cried in a dressing room? I have. I even stood up a date to a formal college holiday party because when I looked in the mirror in my dress, I was so unhappy with what I saw. I chose not to leave my dorm room and not spend the night with my friends because I didn't think I looked acceptable. Man, I really owe that guy an apology. And I owe myself one too. This episode is for anyone out there who has ever felt not good looking enough. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating Podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. I bet at least once, once in your life, you have thought, I hate my body. Maybe you hated how it felt, or maybe you hated how it looked, or maybe both drove you nuts at the same time. Today, I want to talk about this phenomenon, because it's something almost all of us go through at some point, but we don't have to. While it's reasonable to expect that we will have days when our confidence is lower, I have some tips to help take the sting out of those occasions when you're feeling the lowest. Body hatred is not an integral part of being human, and it does us no favors. In our Breaking Up With Binge Eating Facebook group, Claire wrote, I'm struggling mentally with my body. I feel so heavy and my clothes are tight. I had to go to a dinner for my husband's business tonight. It was casual, but I just felt like a whale. I'm just not used to having these negative body image thoughts. I didn't overeat and I stopped when I was full at dinner. I just don't know how to fight the negative thoughts because I've never even entertained them. Even when I was much bigger, I didn't realize it. I feel my weight climbing and it's giving me anxiety. Any tips to cope would be really great, guys. Another client, Lisa, was fast to offer her support. She said, boy, can I relate to you. I used to see myself only from the shoulders up, and I think that contributes to why I have such poor body awareness now. I still think of myself as fat, even though I have lost weight. In fact, I think many women do. We are our own worst enemies. Despite hanging skin and still having some surface fat, I'm never entirely happy with my body, but I am learning to love it. Just think of what your body has done for you. Mine has been able to take me so many places. It carried twins full term and mothered them. It has been able to love and have a happy marriage. It has given me the energy to teach others for my lifetime. It has been able to persevere through times of grief and anxiety. She continued, I make it a daily practice to thank my body for what it has done and is doing. I love to use luxurious soap and body lotion to be in touch with my physicality. I'm learning to better nourish my body. I'm keeping up my movement each day just because I can. Many people can't. I suggest you go out and find a killer outfit that fits you right now. Get yourself some thank you body lotion and take the time to really experience your body right now. By the way, congrats on your thoughtfulness when confronted with tempting food. 
that's a reason to thank your body right there. Other clients chimed in as well, agreeing with Lisa about buying clothing that's comfortable and makes you feel stylish and attractive. They reminded Claire that she is her own worst critic. One asked, is there anything you can do movement-wise that makes you feel good? It doesn't have to be exercise, per se. I like to dance around when I feel bad. I'm a terrible dancer. And sing loudly. I'm a terrible singer. And after five or ten minutes of just living in my body, my lumps and bulges seem less depressing. As I get older, it's sad to think of all the time I spent hating my body simply because it didn't conform to someone else's expectations. I still have bad body thoughts, so I think of it as a self-care practice, constantly reminding myself of what's really important, health, mental and physical, and being the best person I can be within my own body. Coach Mary Claire pointed out how a single too tight waistband can trigger a negative thought spiral that goes on all day, making it harder to think of ourselves positively or take good care of our bodies. A client named Madeline said that buying lightweight shorts to go under her summer dresses was life-changing. Now that I'm not so uncomfortable in my clothing and I don't feel my legs rubbing together, she said, it's a lot easier for me to feel grateful for my body and notice its strength, energy, etc. Amen to that. I love when clients are supporting each other like this and sharing that they too have the same challenges. They also tend to swap some excellent tips and tricks for helping to manage low body esteem days. I've also noticed that as we age, the pattern seems to be we get more of a healthy attitude of rejecting uncomfortable clothing, whether it's for fashion or because you have changed size and shape and you just need to update your wardrobe. Buy more comfortable stuff this round. Even though I personally am a size and shape that society generally accepts, I have struggled a lot with body hatred too. You may not know this about me, but I have a chronic joint pain condition, which sometimes is very mild and sometimes is literally disabling, making it impossible to do normal everyday activities. There were long stretches of my life when I couldn't go for a walk outside or buy my own groceries, and I felt very often during those times that it was impossible for me to accept this body. It wouldn't do all sorts of things I wanted to do. Hike, run, lift weights, yoga, traveling. I've found that holding in my mind an image of my idealized body and my perfect life makes me hate the one I have. When I appreciate what this body can do and does for me every day, it helps recenter me. I want to be alive. I want to be on this planet, especially when I hear about other people passing away. And this body is the only way I get to experience life. So I'll take it and I will do what I can. Right now, I'm focusing on the fact that I can pedal a bike, and I'm not focusing on the fact that running just isn't in the cards for me. When it comes to buying clothing, all that matters is your body today. Today, your body is a shape and size. It just is. That's you, and that's great. Clothes which don't fit you have failed the test, so other clothes need to audition for the honor of adorning your body. I also like to point out that some clothes just don't fit because they're the wrong cut or the wrong shape, and it's not even an issue of you gaining or losing weight if the silhouette is just not cut for the body you have. I am never going to fill out a size C cup bra or a large bikini top, and I'm also never going to wear a size 6 shoe because those are not the proportions I was built with. Try to take that same mentality to things like jeans and dresses. It's not your job to fit into them. You are 100% perfectly you. They can be a better fit if they match your shape 
or a worse fit if they're too baggy, too constricting, or shaped for someone else. Bodies are always changing, too. Some areas get wider with the years, some get flatter, hair tones change, our skin wrinkles, and our cells just keep turning over and over. So future you is going to be different, and that's not a mark of your failure or success. It's just a mark of your living. Maybe you'll be bigger. Maybe you'll be smaller. Maybe straighter, rounder, or shorter. But you will dress and live in the future body then. So don't sweat it now. I told Claire that she did a great job by caring for her body at the dinner by listening to it and not making it uncomfortable with too much food. She responded the following day that she had gone to bed early, noticing that she was tired, and she sounded really grateful to have so much advice from our Facebook group to support her, and she said, I'm trying to take this one day at a time, and you guys are a big help. To recap some of the great points shared in this conversation. One, it's common to have negative body thoughts come up from time to time. They're often triggered by dressing up or wearing clothes that don't fit us. It happens to everyone at some point, but you can take steps to make it less stinging when it happens to you. Two, it's also really common to resist the idea of buying larger clothes, but I've only ever heard examples like the ones we shared, where getting some flattering, comfortable clothes is a big relief. I've literally never heard someone say that buying better-fitting clothing that made them more comfortable was a bad idea. Three, it can help to think of all that your body has done for you, and still does for you. Bear children? Hike up mountains? Fight off millions of bacteria every day? Does your body let you sing, dance, doodle, and hug your loved ones? Bodies have a lot of attributes other than what they look like. Even if you have things you want to improve about your appearance and fitness, don't lose sight of how many more important functions and roles there are for your body. Four, you can express kindness and gratitude to your body right now and improve your relationship with it. You don't have to continue an adversarial or resentful relationship, even if that has been your past. Wonderful smelling lotion or soap is a nice idea to start the friendship, don't you think? You can continue the new friendship by resting when your body is tired, giving it water when it's thirsty, taking it to the doctor when it's sick or injured, and generally paying attention to what it needs. I'd like to close this episode with a book recommendation. The title of the book is Beauty Sick, and it was authored by Renee Engelm. It's one of my all-time favorites, and it presents an overview of how women have become infected with two toxic ideas. One, that we as women must strive to be beautiful, and two, that beauty can only be attained if we actually reach the ideal put forth in media and advertising. And we all know that ideal is unattainable for 99% of the population, right? She doesn't stop there, but adds loads of advice on what you can do to combat beauty sickness in yourself and other females in your life. Seriously, get the book. It's worth it. If I had read that book when I was 18 years old, I might have been able to go enjoy the holiday party I skipped out on in college, even if I didn't like how my dress looked. I would say to the reflection in the mirror, Georgie, it's not your job to be beautiful. Go have fun with your friends. And to Lisa, at the beginning of this episode, who thought she couldn't present in front of a crowd because of her body shape, I want to tell her, Lisa, it's not your job to be beautiful. Find an outfit that is comfortable and professional, even if you have to visit another two stores or 20 stores. Get on the stage and show them what you know. This isn't a beauty contest. Dear listener, please reassure yourself and everyone you know, both male and female. There is no one that doesn't need to hear this message. 
When you notice other people are voicing criticism of their bodies, don't reassure them that their body is good looking. Remind them that it doesn't have to be. I'm Coach Georgie, and I'll see you in the next episode.